trainer says my dog is a soft dog, so I can't give a strong correction. But she won't listen if I give a soft correction. What should I do? Um, who won't give a strong correction? Who won't? Yeah. The owner can't. The trainer said they can't. Oh, because they have a soft dog. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, this is the thing is like, like okay, you can have a soft dog that bites you. Now what do you do? Right? Now what do you do? When you have a soft dog that bites you, now what do you do? So you can correct a soft dog. Next. All right, here we go. It is what day of the week is today? I don't know anymore. Wednesday. Maybe. Wednesday. When is it really already Wednesday? Hey, everybody, it's Wednesday. It's the first show of the year. Last night was the last show of the year. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for joining us last night for our three-hour marathon. Tonight is our normal 90-minute marathon. Not really a marathon. marathon. Can't really call it a marathon. 90-minute 90 show. If you're brand new to my world, uh, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is Joelle. And, um, hello. Hello. And uh, this is the What Would Jeff Do Show. What Would Jeff Do Show. It's a problem-solving podcast. We also do something called Jeff Gelman Seminars. And that's also a problem-solving seminar series. You can go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. 2020, we're doing... We're doing seven, um, seven countries, 28 dates. It looks like I finally got the contract back from Ramona. So Ramona is going to be announced probably tomorrow or the following day. Um, that'll be happening. Um, it's Ramona, California. It's going to be very easy access to San Diego and the surrounding area because it's not like in, right in the middle of San Diego. So um, I'm going to take you 35 minutes to get to from La Jolla right to downtown San Diego, and it takes you about the same amount of time to get to Ramona, so I'm excited about that. Plus, it's out a little bit of space out there, which will be nice for the RV if we, if we decide to do the RV or we can, you know, just fly out there, whatever. Anyway, um, that's a, that's a two-day seminar um, that we do that's for problem solving. And then we've got the training center here, and the training center here is mostly board and train. We work with some really challenging dogs. We work with a lot of human-aggressive, dog-aggressive dogs. We work with a lot of... Just a lot of dogs with separation anxiety, leash reactivity. Um, in fact, we have a leash reactivity two-day two day, um, workshop sort of going on, but they're only just a two-hour workshop for dogs that are leash reactive, and, and we'll, we'll stop leash reactivity in those, probably the first session. So none of this, like, you know, reactive rover 10-session <laughs> stuff that doesn't get you any results at all. for a year. Yep. Um, great way to get more money out of you. Um, so uh, most of the people that ask um, on this show how to stop something, you can hear me use the word punishment. Punishment does not involve yelling or screaming. You're, it's your dog. You're not upset. You're not mad. You're just, you just, a matter of fact, you can't do that. So ironically, we do 95% reward-based training at our training center. We clicker and food train dogs. But everybody that wants to stop an unwanted behavior, you need to learn how to stop an unwanted behavior. So in order to do that, you've got to learn how to apply a proper punisher. There is an art to it. We talk about remote collars, bonkers, prong collars, um, using a lot of different th things that we can do. Spatial pressure, um, claiming of space, um, uh, a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of lies in the industry, and we're here to tell the truth, um, nothing but the truth. And some people cannot handle the truth. So here we go. You can't handle yeah. the truth. Joel, what do we got there? 
Murph, good evening, y'all. Let's get it. Louder. Okay. Hey, Murph. Thanks a lot. I'm talking in my normal voice. Okay. Can everyone hear me? Talk a little bit louder. Actually, I'm looking at the meter. <sighs> Levi, Happy New Year, Jeff, Joel, and the whole solid canine crew. We have a two-year-old male. Reactivity varies and seems fairly random to me. Once let a GST mount and hump for two to three seconds before turning and snapping, and it was over. Another time he lunged and was snapping at a pug unprovoked. I'd like to find the line where he exists and can appropriately tell another dog to fuck off. Well, hold on. Where was the humping? Who was humping who? He once let a dog mount him. Well, I would stop that immediately. I but would. But then other times he snapped right. the dog. Right. So well, I would stop that immediately. Because so what happens is if you don't stop that stuff, dogs pick up signals from other dogs that might not they might not like um there's always a sign there's always a sign number one was the dog on a was, is your dog on a leash is the other dog on a leash dogs on leash you shouldn't meet frankly i don't let my dogs meet dogs they don't know i know nothing about these dogs it takes two seconds for a dog fight to start i've seen horrific so if you're on the walk the dog shouldn't be meeting any dogs the walk is for work no scrolling while you're at work like, you're, you know you shouldn't be on social media unless that's your that's how you make a living um joelle i can't tell her not to Stay off, be off social media. That's how she makes a living, um, at least part of it. Um, so um, there's always a sign. There's always a sign. Next. Holding on dog training. Had to check out last night, but listen to the replay. Let's get shit started. Fantastic way to start the new year with you guys. Side note, espresso machine for the Florida seminar. Awesome. Yes. Nice. Absolutely. Next. Murph, I have an ACD. He gets overly excited when we play ball to the point where he doesn't listen. Right. How can I refocus his attention when I give him the command? So when you've got any dog that gets overly excited, you have to learn how to tell him to knock it off. You actually can apply a correction even during play. Um, because if not, just like you say, they get so excited they can't concentrate. So you can do that with all your, you know, just number one. You've got to, it's all an arousal issue. It's an arousal issue. But a lot of it's also a training issue. So you can just say enough and boom, the dog should stop. If you're going to get your dog all jacked up, you better be able to get your dog calmed down in a split second. And that goes with training. And how do you do that? The first time you do it, you would probably want to apply a punisher. And then you start involving that in your daily activities where you are can be playing ball and then you immediately just stop. Um, you can also mix in obedience with that. Go from high drive to a down. And then leave your dog there for a little bit. And then break. Do things like that. So there's a couple of different exercises you can do. Next. Kara, Happy New Year to all fellow trainers. Cheers to another year of improving the relationships between canines and humans. Great. Also, most of our clients here are not trainers. They're dog owners. So anybody that's watching the show, Happy New Year to you. Next. Joe, got any good dog jokes? No, I don't. Next. Kathy, happy new year, happy new decade. So no prong collar until six months, two months to go. What do I do until then? No, you can you, you can get a prong collar actually as young as 14 weeks old. The six-month myth is literally a myth. It's an outright blatant lie. It actually, what it does is it keeps owners from it keeps owners struggling. Most dogs are surrendered by a year old. Most people by 14 weeks old can't stand their dog because of the, the bad behavior. So you need all the leverage you can get. You're not using the prong collar for a lot of corrections. You're getting the dog conditioned to it. You're doing all mostly food and marker training, but you can still correct your dog for jumping, for nipping, for biting, for barking, for whining, um, for crate nonsense. There's all kinds of things you can do. Um, you don't need a prong collar for that. A barker works great for that. Next. Murph, also having intense issues with him lunging at people on bikes or skateboards. 
This is a new behavior. He comes across as scared, but there's never been an issue. When I correct him, he growls. Right. So let's forget the whole scared thing. Let's just pretend he's not scared because he might not be. And even if he is scared, it doesn't matter. He's not allowed to do it. You can correct a scared dog. So a lot of people out there will say, don't correct a scared dog. It'll make it worse. We're not seeing that. We're seeing dogs have more clarity. So we have a great video on bonking of that's that that's usually a three second fix. And what you do is you would bonk the dog at the second the dog would would trigger, meaning the first sight of arousal of the, the what does he say, skateboard. Mm-hmm. So you're standing next to your dog. Your dog's a little bit in front of you on the right or the left. Dog's going to sit. You've got a bonker. If you don't know what a bonker is, look it up. I've got lots of videos on it. And as soon as that dog literally alerts slightly, you would say no, and you would bonk. We've done it. We've done it thousands of times. It eliminates leash reactivity. It eliminates going after skateboards, cars, bicycles, ATVs, lawnmowers, um, uh, you name it. We do it all the time. Highly successful. All of my fans out there do it as well. Highly successful. If it's not successful, you're doing it wrong. That doesn't make you a bad person, but it means it works. It absolutely positively works or else we wouldn't we wouldn't tell you to do it. The only advice we give out is stuff that actually works. Next. Michelle, hey, so my dog took out my knee. We got the floppy red flying discs. I took the pack out to play. Well, it flopped over his eyes, and he was already running full tilt. All I could do was brace myself. Yep. So what you need to do is practice your, your um, box jumps. And um, if you would have had good, good box jumps, you could have just, just boxed, jumped, right ju- over. jumped right over him. So that's what really, really sucks. One of the good things is teaching a recall to a sit, recall to a down. Um, um, it really, really sucks that your dog did that. Next. Gretchen says, hi, y'all. Hey. <gasps> Baby goats. I have a seven-month-old Malinois female. My primary issue... She will bark nonstop in her crate. She's very rarely left alone, but crated when she is. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out how to stop her crate stress. Okay, what's why? Why do you say let's let's get rid of the word stress? Who said it's crate stress? I call it barking. So it's pain in the ass behavior. So don't label it. Stop with these labels, guys. Okay, stop with the labels. Crate stress, because I'm going to tell you to use a remote collar or a barking collar. And, and, and then what you're going to do is you're going to say, oh, so I'm shocking my stressed out dog. It'll make it worse. Number one, it won't make it worse. Why? We've, we're not seeing it make it worse. We're seeing barking going away. You can stop barking in one to three seconds in a crate. No, apply your punisher. So also it's a Malinois. It can take a high level of correction if needed. So it's a high drive dog. So, but get rid of that word stress. Because number one, stress is not a bad word. We're all stressed. But someone said that to you. Somebody told you that or you assumed it. Because we hear this all the time. It's like, no, it's called you're being a pain in the ass for barking in the crate. So what do I do? I teach you how to shut up on command. The remote collar does that every single time. Next. Michelle, good evening. Jeff, Joel, and Melissa. Hey, Michelle. How are you? Uh, T.I., Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you. Gretchen, Joelle, you look good with glasses. Yes, she does. Thanks, Gretchen. These are my, I've been editing videos all day and have a slam and headache glasses. Levi, in your experience, does neutering help with aggression? Um, no. One, almost 100% of dogs, we specialize in aggression rehab here, almost 100%, 100% of dogs 
100% of dogs. Every single dog that comes in here with human aggression and dog aggression has been desexed. That did not work. Now, could it work? I'm sure there's a dog out there that it has worked on. Meanwhile, there's a ton of dogs out there that still have their balls and are not aggressive. How do you get how do you get how do you stop a dog from being aggress- aggressive? Punish the act of aggression. You don't remove the testicles. And I'm not against neutering. But I'm not seeing it stop aggression. If I did, why do I have all these aggressive dogs that have no balls coming in here for aggression rehab? Next. Ant girl just came <clears throat> just came by to say happy new year. Um, hope more good things come your way. Yeah, great things are always coming our way. You know why? Because we work on them. We work on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good things come to those who fucking work their fucking asses off. It's the way it is. True story. Yep. Next. David Smith, happy healthy 2020 to you both and family and staff. Sorry I missed last night. Yeah, where were you, David? Hope to actually meet you this year. Still sorry about Vegas, Joelle. LOL. Love ya. David, no, you're not. My heart is still burned from you. So, Joelle, we'll see. you got over that like in a second. <laughs> Shh. Next. Kara, my boyfriend and I went on vacation, left instructions on how we structure the house with our two Great Danes for family member. <laughs> Guess what? It did, care for them. it didn't work. No excessive petting, no baby talk. Um, listed commands, kennel when not home, basic instruction I've learned from you, told us we don't love our dogs, we are too harsh, and what we do is inhumane. We don't deserve them. Can't believe it. Right. Oh, my God. So, who, these are family members? <laughs> So it sounds like you've got a bunch of assholes as relatives. Yeah. So next time, board them somewhere or have a real trainer take care of them or send them away somewhere. But it's like too harsh. That's the problem. Literally, that's the problem. Yep. That is the problem. The, the philo- You're not the problem. That's the problem in today's society with our dogs is we baby the fuck out of them. That's how aggression starts. You're too hard on your dogs. Two Great Danes. Um, have you ever seen a Great Dane bite a kid on the face? Have you ever seen a Great Dane plow somebody over? Have you ever seen a Great Dane attack another dog? Have you ever seen a Great Dane run around your house and trash it? Uh-uh. Have you ever seen a Great Dane jump on grandma? No. No, you're not too harsh at all. That's the problem is everything you probably wrote down was beyond reasonable and the people you had taking care of them, obviously, were the very wrong choice. Next. Melissa said, good evening, Jeff, Joelle, and everyone in the chat. Happy 2020. Thank you, Melissa. I didn't mess it up once today writing the date on stuff. I'm pretty proud of myself. I don't know if I wrote the date on anything yet. One, one, twenty. Because I did, um, I wrote out all my checks. Um, well, it does it automatically anyway. But I wrote all my checks out last year, like last year. Last year. Yeah, last year. I haven't written out. <laughs> so last year. I haven't written out checks yet, and I haven't. Um, tomorrow I'm signing a contract, so we'll see how that goes for that for the Ramona space, and then yeah, I don't I don't usually write out dates that much. Yeah. Next. Baby goats, I'm new to your show. So far, I'm looking forward to it. Good, baby cool. goats. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't change your mind. Yeah, it's an interesting show. I mean, it, it goes. We 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 sometimes go off the beaten path of dog training. I'll tell you that much. 
Um, it's all it's all over the place, and it's nothing like our training center. I'll tell you that much. Our training center is run very professional. Um, even though Joel and I work together, travel together, the antics that we do on the show, the antics that we do in the RV and at our seminars, we can never do at the training center or in a normal workplace. Like we just can't. We just can't. So when you bring your dog here, it's a very professional environment. When you do a Skype with me, it's a very professional environment. Next. David Smith, friend referred me to her friend that got a GSD puppy a few weeks ago. First time dog owner. I'm sure she calls for my help before she needs. I sure hope she calls for my help before she needs my help. We'll see. We'll see. Next. Levi, do you know anyone who does work like you in an area one hour north of Toronto? I do not. But go to Dog Trainer Cass. Look up Cass. Dog Trainer Cass. Yeah. Next. Kara, I already read that. Michelle, five-year mini poodle cross and six-month chocolate lab. Poodle is snapping at the lab for his bratty herding behavior. I haven't corrected Poodle, but should I? He's at the age to allow older dog correction. Um, well, why don't why aren't we connecting the, the, the lab that's doing the herding behavior? The, la- the the it sounds to me, am I getting this right? The poodle is saying fuck off to the lab, correct? I think. Yeah. So why aren't we correcting the lab for putting too much pressure on the poodle? Just think about that. Next. Levi, we do everything on walks to control the dogs and environment. If they're off leash and I see another dog recall down and leash on, good. Then I create space between them. Excellent. That's smart dog ownership. Next. Apex EDC, eight month Malinois started food aggression when the kids feed. Yep. I'm always present. I've yanked him with a prong and it's not working. He only gets angrier. E collar? E collar, yeah. What you're doing is you're increasing, you're probably making it worse. But how old are these kids that are feeding him? And we should be feeding him in a, in a, um, in a crate anyway. And But still, you can, you can teach the out command, which is e- the easiest way to teach out is with a um, remote collar. And that teaches the dog to physically and mentally back away from an object, any object, as well as release something from their mouth. Next. Um, do, do, do. Mako cheese. Should I use a backup collar with my prong in case my prong comes apart? Yeah, it's a good idea usually, yes. Um, Lisa, I know my dogs ping off me I, if I'm stressed, but how do I not stress when I see a dog coming toward us and I know one will react? You know what? This is the thing. We talk about this all the time, especially in my seminars. In fact, I think we've put up a clip of this that we have and we probably got it queued up. You can be stressed and have an unstressed dog. I can't tell you how many people got their shit together and have a messed up dog. And I can't tell you how many people are stressed out and have a great dog. So, but how do you become less stressed is by having more success how do you have more success is by learn or is by having training skills that you can eliminate problems instantly next apex edc i never get live alerts what the fuck youtube anyone else have this problem i have the bell activated also i have no idea what's going on sometimes what happens when we when we do too many um if i upload too much stuff let me see if i even got one if i up too much if i upload too much stuff in a day it, after the third or fourth upload, it doesn't uh, send out an alert. So, but just what you can do is, let's see, yep, I've got an alert. Now I have a new YouTube channel, came in at 8.03. So I got an email, so I got an email alert at 8.03. So that's about what time we went on at. Next. Cheryl said, Kara, sorry to hear that. I love when clients have structure. Yes. 
Row, great videos. I've been watching a lot of them lately. We messed up and had our seven month dog outside when we started fireworks. Now she's scared to go outside. Any tips or will it pass on its own? No, it doesn't pass on its own. They grow into it, not out of it. What you can start doing is taking active leadership part of it and start counter conditioning your dog to fireworks. Start downloading fireworks sounds from YouTube and start doing very, very low volume around meal time, around training time. You know, immerse your dog into the whole fireworks thing. Next. Joe, can you explain the importance of timing of behavior markers, especially with positive punishment and negative reinforcement? What's the difference between the two when using e-collar? Okay, I'm not going to give you the. I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to talk science to you, Joe, at all. But I will. I will answer your. You're asking me science questions, technical stuff that nobody really, really gives a shit about. So all we know, all we, all we need to know is yes or no. Let's just stick to that. Yes or no. The importance of a marker is when the dog does something that you like, you mark it with yes. That is followed up with a reward. You have time after the yes to give the reward. It doesn't have to be 1.37 seconds. I say that specifically because there is actually a white paper from a very well-known um, vet who's, who uses a metronome and says, yep, you know, we've got to do a reward, reward I guess, in a, in a certain pace. It's like, no, you don't. Okay, as far as the negative marker the no marker what you need to do is the moment the dog does something you do not like it's important you say no so yes when the dog does something you like then you have time to give your dog the reward no when your dog does something you don't like and you do have a little bit of time to actually apply your punisher so it's yes and no it's clarity next but when people start talking about positive reinforcement which i'll use I'll, t I'll throw that quote out there because people think all we do is punish dogs and it's the farthest thing from the truth but when you start talking about negative punishment positive punishment that confuses the fuck out of everybody next um levi some people don't get it though off-leash dogs with no recall and owners who think it'll be okay if your dogs are on leash and a dog friendly or not gets close how do you deal with it um, usually you try to, well, you want to create space. How do you create space? Ideally, you put your dogs behind you, you stand in front of your dog, and you do whatever it takes to get the dog away. You try to read intention. Sometimes you can't read intention. Sometimes it's very hard to read intention. So what do you do? Don't take a chance. Kick the dog. Oh, my gosh, that sounds terrible. Jeff's telling people to kick the dog. They've never seen a dog fight or a dog killed in front of them before then. So dog fights are, for, for, are ferocious. They're vicious. There's no remorse. They're horrific. Humans get injured. Dogs die. Dogs end up in the ER. If there's going to be a vet bill, I don't want it to be mine. But ideally, if you've got, you know, you know, you can use bear spray, pet convincer, doggy don't, golf club, hiking stick, uh, pick up rocks and dirt from the ground. Um, all depends on the dog's intent. Usually a happy-go-lucky dog, if you just stomp your foot, say no, Firmly, it'll, it'll run away from you. A dog with intent does not give a shit. It'll plow right through you to get to your dog. We work with many dogs that fight at, do fight on site, meaning they will do whatever it takes to get to your dog. And on those dogs, you don't stop at anything to break up that dog fight. Anything. Sorry, if a dog's going to be injured, it's not going to be mine. Next. Lisa, oh, and by the way, I bonked my dogs for barking at the TV watching your videos because they see and hear the dogs. It worked. Thank you. Yes, it does work. That's why we recommend it. If you don't know what a bonker is, a bonker is just a wrapped up towel. I've got videos on how to make a bonker. It's simple. This right here is one of the best punisher stopping bad behavior devices that exist. It's a rolled up towel called towel that cost $1.32 at Walmart, two number 64 rubber bands. I've got very strict instructions on how to make them and very strict instructions on how to use them. It's a, it is one of the best tools out there for stopping some for stopping something. You can make one tonight and stop a bad behavior tonight. 
It's incredible. Next. Always say no first. That's in the instructions. Next. Um, baby goat says, thank you for your bluntness. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm blunt to the point where people think I'm cocky, but life is short. We go, we have a lot of questions to go through. Also, you'll notice we have a lot of questions. I try to get through as many questions as possible because then every once in a while I get sidetracked on something and we fall 30 questions behind, but that it's a free show. That's just the way it works. You know what your I mean? rants are like the best part anyway. Yeah, yes and no. Sometimes I go a little bit overboard. True. But then I kick you. Then you kick me or you you tap my leg, which means shut up. And if you're really pissed off at me, you'll freaking hit my arm, which still hurts. But, but it took away from your back pain. No, back pain is back. No. Do you yeah. want me to hit you again? No, I don't want you to hit me again. <laughs> Levi, I keep thinking of your point of personal space. I think four feet for my guys is enough, but I've had dogs fly around a corner and there's no time to recall and leash up and create space. Yeah. I mean, there's always the what ifs, Levi. There's always the what ifs. What if, what if, welcome to, what if, what if you get in a car accident, right? There's a lot of what ifs. One of our seminar attendees, unfortunately, her father-in-law died the day before the seminar. Like, what if? There's always what ifs. So, next. Steph, my dog is aggressive and we are planning to inquire about board and train soon with you, just saving the money for it. Awesome. What does a wait list look like to get him into the six-week program? Um, right now, we've got about a six to eight-week wait list. That's from when you pay. So, But in the meantime, we have a reactive dog class on the 15th and the 22nd. I've got seminars. Um, the month of January, we're taking off from seminars and we'll be making lots of videos. Um, what you're going to do is start consuming all of our material and applying it. You'll have a better dog at arrival than you will right now today when you, when you ask that question. Next. Brit. Hold on one second. Also, what you can do is this. Fill out a contact form. I will call you. We will invoice you. You can also then apply for something called PayPal. Pay it later. You might be able to get financing through PayPal. Next. Um, Britt saying hi to you both. I took my German Shepherd to the lake. She did well near kids, but got excited around dogs, so I corrected. And mm -hmm. the next time she saw the dogs and did not get excited. It was fun. Good. Yep. That's a properly applied punisher. Next. Steph said, looking forward to working with you. You're awesome. Thank you. You won't be working with me personally. You'll be working with Joelle and her staff. But um, right now, I'm not actively working with dogs at the training center. I'm running the company, and I'm traveling the world, doing the podcast stuff, as well as you know, running the company is obviously a more than full-time job. But um, Joelle and her crew do a really, really great job. Brittany um, and her crew, actually, jo Joelle's the operational manager, where Brittany's the training manager, and they do a great job with the dogs. And then all of our support staff here, because the dogs are cared for 24-7 here. Next. Um, Joe, box jumps, haha. -ha. Yes. Gretchen said, healthy limb. Yes. Chloe and Luca, I don't want to stop barking altogether because I want my GSD to notify me when someone is at the house. However, he barks at every dog and every human. Yeah. How do I train him to selectively bark? You don't. You eliminate it right now. Don't worry about this. Don't. There is so many. Okay. The chance. Okay. Let's just. Let me just explain what I do. Historically, dogs will bark if there's danger, but 99.99% .99 of the time, it's the Amazon delivery person. And I'm being 100% serious. You will not eliminate barking altogether. Most barking, though, is unnecessary and it's a pain in the ass. You can always just allow one or two barks and say enough. That's up to you. But there are so many other ways to have to be alerted of people by your house like light systems, like instant on lighting. So 
you know, we're redoing our whole security protocol, security system here at the training center. At my house, I'm doing all the secure, the whole new security system there. I can't reveal all of it, but one of the things that we've always had, and we're actually adding more, are these motion detector lights that literally, like, they don't gradually go on. They, you, if you walk in front of them, bam, it like lights up like daytime. They also make all kinds of different um, uh, reflection systems that would let it chime off in your house. So if somebody comes into your driveway or somebody crosses a path, there's all kinds of early warning signs. Then you've got an alarm system for your home. So and then you've got locks on the door. And then if you're pro-weapon, you've got pro then you've got a weapon. So there's so many things you can do. Meanwhile, your barking dog is barking at all the wrong things. Next. Um... Gretchen, haha, yes, this podcast gets off topic sometimes. I ask for college advice at least twice now. Yes, so no more college advice because you're done with college advice, no Gretchen. More. So you know my answer on that one. Next. Brittany took my dog to a festival with fireworks tonight. He barked when they went off, but I said no and put him in a double down under my legs. Nice. I just let him figure it out. Did I do the right thing? Did it work? Did it work? The answer is, did it work? If I say no, you did it all wrong. And it did, and it worked. Well, then I'm then I'm wrong. So the question is, did it work? That's the question, guys. The question is not whether you agree with it or not. Is did it work or not? And unless it didn't work, but then you talk to someone like me who's done it or Joel who's done it thousands of times, and it works a lot. It might have been you might have just applied it wrong. Because there is a skill set to certain things. So the bottom line is the concept of putting the dog into a double down and let the dog process it. I'm a big advocate of that. Next. Um, Apex EDC. Kids are 12 and 14. My Malinois eats raw, so he eats in the yard. Got it. But yes, I will get an e-collar. Yep. And he also knows the out command, by the way. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. So get the kids to out the dog away from the food. Put the dog on a back tie for safety. Next. Levi, are there any worthwhile courses or programs for dog training? I'm slowly working toward being a trainer, but don't want to waste time and money. Um, I mean, we offer something called T3, but it's one week. I mean, it's not going to make you a dog trainer. What it really helps out you with is with your confidence, your social media, your client relations, you know, basic basic, basic skills. It's the, the, the magic is right now, actually, is working with as many dogs as possible. Getting your hands on as many dogs as possible. Do an internship. Do an apprenticeship. Work for, work for somebody. Um, I mean, I know people that have come out of six-month classes that, sure, in a, in a sterile classroom, it works with certain dogs, but in the real world, it doesn't apply. Next. Uh, Chloe and Luca, does having a more structured environment at home and discipline help with leash aggression? If so, how? One more time. Does having a more structured environment at home and discipline help with leash aggression? If um, so, how? Okay, so it is one of the components... Try it, put it this way, try it and you tell me what I like to always tell people is more structure in your life. I mean, let's talk about everything. Let's talk about us as human beings. Does us having more structure in our life and rules and discipline help us become better human beings? Yes, it does by us. So what it does also is, but you still have to have protocols on how to stop leash reactivity or leash aggression. But I got a feeling you might be talking about leash reactivity. So you still have to learn how to apply a punisher to leash reactivity. But what it's all universal, though. It's We don't want to do a Band-Aid approach. We want to do a universal approach, at least at the beginning. So instead of just 
stopping one thing because then you got whack-a-mole, another thing might pop up. What I'd like to rather do is just do it all, do it all. So the more structure you have in your life, as well as a dog's life, the better it is. Next. Um, Kara, in other news, I boarded my GSD with a groomer that uses e-collars while we were away, and she said I did an amazing job rehabbing her. She said she didn't have to give a command more than once. Say that one more time. I was reading something. Yep. In other news, I boarded my GSD with a groomer that uses e-collars while we were away, and she said I did an amazing job rehabbing her. She said she didn't have to give a command more than once. Nice. Awesome. That's good. Yep. Melissa, I have a 16-month Kana Corso. Very fearful of strange people. Pulling, running, barking, growling at people. I'm going to get a prong and an e-collar. Tips, tricks, or any training videos planning on your New York seminar? Um, we've got lots of free content out there. Just start going down the rabbit hole of the free content. Next. Hater Slayer. Five-month female Doberman won't poop outside. She'll pee and walk for 30 minutes before coming back in and pooping. She'll wait till I'm not paying attention to avoid punishment. Um, she'll wait 10 or 15 minutes? Before coming back in? On a walk, yeah. They'll go for a walk, and she won't poop on the walk. Well, that doesn't mean... She'll poop as soon as they go back inside. That doesn't mean... So go outside. Go to a potty spot outside. So go to a go to a potty spot outside, and what you're going to do is wait there and go to the potty spot. So don't go in the house till the dog goes to the bathroom, but make the bathroom event a separate event. So you'll have a bathroom event, and then nothing happens until the dog goes, dog goes back to the bathroom. Next. Apex EDC, I've had to upgrade from a bonker to a rubber sandal. Works great, same concept. That's called a chancla. Chancla, yes. Back in the day, my grandparents used rolled up newspaper. That always worked. Yes, it's it does. It's chancla. Yep. Mako cheese, old trainer says my dog is a soft dog, so I can't give a strong correction, but she won't listen if I give a soft correction. What should I do? Um, who won't give a strong correction? Who won't? Yeah. The owner can't. The trainer said they can't. Oh, because they have a soft dog. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, this is the thing is like, like okay, you can have a soft dog that bites you. Now what do you do? Right? Now what do you do? When you have a soft dog that bites you, now what do you do? So you can correct a soft dog. Next. Chloe and Luca, do you put your dogs on an airplane? If so, do you trust the cargo area? Um, no, I don't put my dogs on an airplane. Would I Would I put them in cargo? Yes, I would. You're taking an inherent risk, though. Is it any more risk than you when you're driving a car? Um, the answer is driving a car is going to be more dangerous, most likely. Next. You always say that when we fly, when I start freaking out with turbulence, you're like, you have a higher chance of dying in a car, but it's pretty fucking scary when you're up there. I, I'm usually and everybody's right. like bobbing around, and I'm like, I'm gripping the seat, <laughs> I'm like shit. Next. It is scary. Right. Okay, Chloe and Luca, I already read that. Troy, Jeff, and Joelle, you're both awesome. Thank you so much for all your videos. Hey Joe, just to let just just to let you know, buddy, if you're still listening. You're asking, you're like, this show is for dog owners historically that are struggling. And when you start talking science and like even in your, your, your comment to me about operant conditioning and stuff, it's like, again, dog owners don't care about operant conditioning. They want to know how to start things and stop things. Okay. So when you start using fancy words, they don't like it. This is not a technical show. 
that would conf- that's going to confuse the consumer. It's going to confuse the consumer. So if you want to come on my show and you're brand new to my show and you're not familiar with how my show works, it's like it's the way it is. It's just the way it is. This is the show. This is the show. All right? So I'm not the show for you, obviously. Next. Lisa is walking my dogs separately. The best way to get them from reacting to other dogs and then walking them together once all three are not reacting. We'll definitely work on them one one by one. Next. Kim, hey guys, we're watching my daughter's pit mix for the next couple of months. He has some serious separation issues going on and is marking spots throughout the house when we aren't looking. He actually peed in my purse the other day. Not a good day. Okay, so what, that's disgusting. Number one, why do you have free roaming? And I'd have that dog either crated up or in place. Um, it doesn't sound like the dog. I mean, the dog shouldn't be free roaming around your house. Next. Gretchen, my dog is not aggressive and he's intact. Amputation of a healthy limb doesn't change a mind. That logic would validate me chopping off my dog's legs to stop him from chasing chickens. I don't think that comment went through. Um, that probably will. He'll probably still be able to drag himself to the chickens. Yeah, three-legged, you can get around. Well, legs, so even two-legged, but yeah. still. Right, next. Mm-hmm. Kelly, how long do you introduce positive reinforcement with a new puppy before introducing a correction? Routine, repetition, and a schedule are working amazingly, but just want to be prepared for misbehavior. We do 300 to 500 reps of reward-based training per command before we apply a punisher for a obedience command. Next. Kelly, I already read that. Levi, how can I go get to existence with reactivity? Two-year-old does good with avoidance, but I want him to make the choice of making space. I don't want to go to a dog park and trial by fire. You shouldn't go to go. You shouldn't go to a Looking dog park. Looking for effective and lasting results, but not sure how to set it up in the real world. Right. Don't go to a dog park ever, because the problem with the dog park is your dog might know your rules, but the rest of the dogs don't know the rules. So with existences, you actually take your dog to lots of places and have your dog ignore, ignore things. Next. Lynn, hi from the UK. Happy New Year. Missed quite a few live chats lately, but still training one thing at a time. We now have really good place. Thanks again. Can't wait for Manchester. Awesome. Diane, but glad dogs will alert me. Was that two separate questions? I don't. It's somebody else. Okay, so glad dogs. So man, someone's excited about Manchester. So am I. And then the, the, another person said the, the dogs will alert them. Okay, I'm just, I'm so exhausted right now. I know, you're really... I'm just exhausted, so... Do you want to just do an hour show? We'll see, we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't worry about... No, she's saying, I'm glad her, she's saying... Um, Chances are your dog is still going to alert you, yes. Um, Apex EDC wanted my dog to be a guard dog, but I kennel him at night. Maybe one day he'll be on place all night long so he can attack a possible intruder. But guys, what's this like? We're, like I live in a, in a pretty challenging neighborhood too. Locks on the door, a gun in the nightstand. You don't. Your chances of someone breaking your house are slim. They really are slim. They're going to go to the house that doesn't have the dog. They really will. They're going to go to the house that's going to have the dog. That's not going to have the dog next. And most dogs that would, sorry, and most dogs where the intruder would come in would run and hide. Next. You sure? Yeah. Am I sure about running and hiding or sure about next? About your next. Yes, that was a for sure next. Okay. For sure next. Cool. I know dogs he'll react to that I could set it up, but what's the process to existence? And it's nearly impossible to get the owners together just to work on that. Exactly. So you have to find a group class that'll do that. The, the process for existence is correct the unwanted behavior and then get the dog to exposed to lots of other 
um, situations and then always be ready to correct the dog for what you don't want. I mean, it sounds crazy. It's like, well, when do you reward the dog? Well, when you're in motion, it's really hard to reward a dog sometimes. So what we do is we just, the lack of correction is a reward historically when you're in motion in public. It's really hard to reward during the walk out in public. Next. Um, Kara, while on vacation, the people we stayed with had a little dog that would run window to window barking. Yep. They left for work in the morning. I said no and bonked. Craziness with pillow. Dog stopped. Dog curled up next to me and slept there all morning. Beauty of bonking. Yep. It works a lot. It's a perfect example of the proper application of a punisher to stop an unwanted behavior next. Apex EDC. I live in Wisconsin and have my nine-week-old Mally sent from South Carolina. I didn't like the thought, but oh well, he was covered in pee, but he was overall fine. Yeah, just keep in mind, we're always going to hear about dogs dying in planes. So a lot of airlines have stopped shipping dogs. There's still some airlines that ship dogs. Cargo is pressurized. The problem with cargo, the cargo hold is all the noises you hear up top are amplified down below. Um, I'm sure it's very stressful for a lot of dogs, but dog, horses are shipped around the world. Like Federal Express ships horses. Like they've got planes with horses in them and handlers that stand there with horse stalls. How do you think like horses get to the Kentucky Derby and all these different races around the world? They go by airplane. Um, dogs are shipped to dog shows by airplane um, um, in cargo. So just keep, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, so you're always going to hear about the, you know, there's a certain amount of deaths per year. They break it down when they give you a statistic. They they break they the the, the the headline is animals, but they need to break it down by dogs. You need to break it down by dogs next, and I believe it's less than, you know, I'm sure it's less than one percent, like way less than one percent. Next, real next. Levi, do you have any videos or other tips for reading dog body language? No, I don't. No, I don't because it's it's so. Reading of the reading of dog body language is so misinterpreted by so many people. A lot of it is is you know, there's so many different things. You you have to be there to experience it, and you have to see the whole thing. Um, I'm sure there's tons of videos out there on dog language. I'm reading body language, but I wouldn't be surprised if five tra trainers disagreed on on uh, um, each one of those videos. Next. David Smith, as I work with new people to fix a leash or other problem, they say stupid shit. I nicely say, why do you say that? Oh, my last trainer told me. It's the trainers that are stupid. Crazy. Well, I don't know about the trainers that are stupid. I think there's just lack of information in the industry. And I think a lot of people are just repeating what they hear instead of experiencing it for themselves. So what happens is a lot of people don't have a lot of hands-on experience. So what they need to do is there's a lot of theories out there that supposedly work and theories out there that supposedly don't work. And we, we do a lot of theories that supposedly don't work, but for some reason they're working. So weird. It's really, really interesting. Next. <laughs> Um, Chloe and Luca, can you recommend a book on advanced dog training? I need new reading material. No, I don't. I don't read books on dog training, guys. Next. Levi, for existence, again, with the ignoring everything, do you have the dog focus on you with eye contact and periodically reward? No, we, no, I don't. You can, but we don't. But you can if you want to. Just take your dog to lots of places and correct the dog for not behaving. That's how you do existence. Next. Lisa, how long do you train your dogs for sit stays until you give the command to break? Um, you start them at five minutes and they work up to hours. Next. 
Chloe and Luca, bouncing off Levi's question, what is existence with reactivity? I brought my dog to a school park and a couple of other dogs and recalled him to our area and kept to ourselves. Is that what he's talking about? Existence is pretty much existing. So existing. So right now, um, um, my dogs are existing. There's five dogs in this room and they're all existing with each other. There's no growling, there's no playing, there's no jumping around, there's no reactivity, there's no whining at each other, there's no glaring at each other, there's no loading at each other. They're just hanging out, all chilling out. Next. Kara, should you correct a dog for wagging tail and wiggling when a stranger walks in the house? She doesn't break place and typically stays in a down in place. Would this just be a no and low level stim? All depends on what the dog's habit is. If the dog historically breaks command when it's overly aroused, that's something to think about. But as long as the dog holds command, it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, we're not looking for dogs. I mean, believe it or not, though, I'm looking for a neutral dog, though, when it comes to that situation. I'm not at all opposed to dogs being happy and wiggly at all. You know, I mean, I'm not opposed to people sleeping with their dogs or dogs on furniture. I need a little bit more context. So, you know, if your dog is just excited to see someone but doesn't break place that's good but if your dog eventually gets so excited that it breaks place then we might as well stop the excitement right now and your dog's not gonna all of a sudden hate people like a lot of times people will say oh that'll create a negative association um, a negative association with um, uh, people but it won't next um, Levi in a store doing duration work lady said that the prong collars were cruel and they were in pain I said, no, they're not. They look bored. I feel like they should look bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got an asshole. Next. Apex EDC. Should I be the only main trainer at home or my kids also? Trying to get my dog to listen to the kids like he does me. Kids are 14 and 12. Um, you know, ask the kids. you got a 12 and a 14-year-old? Ask them. And if they don't want to do it, don't force it upon them. Don't force it upon them. Next. Kara, how would you condition a dog for a plane ride in cargo? I want to travel with my dog, but I'm afraid of the situation causing her to break out of a kennel. She doesn't usually break out at home. So what I would do is I'd get your dog really, really used to um, being in a kennel, doing down duration in a kennel, also reinforce your kennel. Also, what I want you to do is you and three of your friends each grab a corner of, of the kennel and throw it up in the air occasionally. Next. Um, Lisa. That was a joke. Please don't <clears throat> do that. How much does breed affect ability to train in obedience? My trainer often says it's an ACD, so I just have to live with it. That's usually the sign of a trainer with limited skill set. Now, every once in a while, I'll pull the Malinois card because the Malinois is sort of is like a special dog, meaning it's not it's not your typical pet dog. A lot of pet people shouldn't have Malinois. But, in America, but if you've got a cattle dog, you know, a cattle dog can do all basic, you know, remember, I'm a pet dog trainer. So a cattle dog can do, um, you know, all your household commands. It can stop all the nonsense. So, I mean, I think, you know, can you stop a cattle dog from going after cattle? You could, but just remember, your cattle dog was not bred to nip children. Don't be surprised if it does, but it's not bred for that. Next. Um, Tammy, Rizzo is not fence fighting with the neighbor dogs. It makes the decision to avoid the fence, but will whine and pace if not put in a double down. Missing that who cares attitude from her. Advice? One more time about the double down. 
the dog is not fence fighting anymore. Right. But if she's not in a down, she will whine and pace. Okay. So, yeah, you'd stop that, too. You'd stop that, too. Next. Next. Can you elaborate further? How do they stop it? How do they stop it? Well, you can stop. So, if the dog is pacing, um, what would the dog allow to do besides pacing? So, they st- whining, stopped fence whining, fighting, right. and now she's pacing and whining. Whining, right. So, whining and pacing, stop that with a remote collar. Stop it with a remote But don't, you don't have to put the dog in a double down. Just stop it. Just no. So the dog is pacing, no, and then remote, and then see what the dog does after that. It might just lay down or it might walk away. Either one is fine. Next. Um, Romy, my one-and-a-half-year-old boxer, is the most stubborn and pushy dog I've ever met. He knows the sit command in both low-distraction and high-distraction environments, but sometimes he simply refuses to listen. Right. I start at his working level 8 and slowly dial up when he doesn't listen. He can reach a level 30 and still not acknowledge my command. Do I just keep dialing up? So I don't know how many, I don't know how many um, repetitions you've done. That's the thing. How many repetitions have you done? So usually at three to five hundred repetitions, it's time to apply a punisher. So that wouldn't be a dialing up. That would be a higher level momentary for non-compliance. Imagine the remote collar being a communication device. So what I would what I would do is um, what I would do is. After you, for app, if your dog absolutely positively knows the command, how do you know? Give your dog a command and you take food out and the dog flies in the command, they know the command. So now the dog's playing you. So now it's time for non for applying a punisher for non-compliance. Next. Mm, Nelza, my dog has a bark collar. It's at the highest sensitivity. He barks when the door is knocked, it beeps, and then it vibrates, and he actually tends to bark a little bit more after the vibration. Okay, do, we, we just, just remember, vibration is not going to, you need shock. So get a proper shock collar. Get yourself a Garmin bark limiter or an e-collar technology um, ultra-sensitive bark collar, I think it's called. Next. Interdine International Canine, good advice. Are you guys actually on live again tonight? Wow, what a New Year's present. Yeah, we are. It just happened to fall on a Wednesday. So last night was New Year's Eve. We wanted to do a three-hour show. And then today we worked a full day. Um, I was up again at 4, and um, it's exhausting. I'm definitely showing my exhaustion tonight. Maybe definitely. We do an hour show. Okay. Let's see what happens. Next. Um, I, Dallas, just stopping by to say hi. I wish I could have bonked the dog that lives in the apartment beneath me last night during the fireworks. Yeah. No offense, but he was losing his shit all night. Yeah, I mean, but you know what, though? It's hard for dogs. So so who's that? Who said that? I, Dallas. So I, Dallas, maybe it's time for you to pull out the empathy card on that one. You know what I mean? If the dog's normal, if the dog normally is not doing that nonsense, then I'd pull out the empathy card and be like man it must suck to be you dog tonight with all that stress it's really stressful with all the fireworks it's really stressful next interdine international canine made so keep up the good work and train them don't blame them best wishes bruce thanks bruce bruce thanks for being on the show buddy nelza is there such a thing as puppy growing out of habit such as barking (laughs) no they'll grow into it they'll grow into it historically Historically, I mean, once the dog is dead, it'll stop barking. It'll just do a good downstay. I mean, the thing is, historically, dogs grow into bad habits. Remember, what you don't stop, you train. The lack of no is yes. Historically, 
almost across the board. I mean, I'm sure, I am sure there are dogs out there that the owner says, oh, yep, the dog stopped doing that after a year or whatever. It's like, but a year of barking is way too much. Next. Um, Apex EDC, I've met many other dogs that are way less behaved than my Malinois. I feel like Malinois always get a bad rep. Um, it's not that a Malinois gets a bad rep. It's that usually a, high, a lot of people are getting these high-drive working line dogs that, like, are not prepared for them. They're not prepared for them. So, I mean, a Malinois is a great dog. I just don't think it's your, it's a, it's your average family dog. I was going to say good family dog. But, um, I mean, most families struggle with low-energy dogs, let alone Malinois. So... You know, and every once in a while you'll meet a calm Malinois. Mm -hmm. You know, they do exist, but a lot of Malinois are bred for, you know, high, high, high drive. Or they've got high, high, high drive, I should say. Next. Chloe and Luca, training my GSC to sit and down while playing fetch. He runs to me and sits instead of sitting right when I say sit. How do I make him sit in motion? Um, we don't normally teach commands in motion because we don't have a need for that. Our clients don't need us to do that. So that's going to be from the sport dog world. You want to ch jump onto some of the sport dog videos. You're going to use a six, sometimes a second handler with a long line. You're going to do that. Um, you can also have the dog sit at a mark. Um, or you can have a dog run to place and sit. But um, that's not my skill set because that's not something that we do, nor do our clients want, nor do they really need because we're just trying to stop a lot of unwanted behaviors. But there are plenty of actual videos out there that can absolutely help you on that one. Next. Atmospheric says, hey, J&J. Hey, how are you? Rick, Rick, first time live. Since I found your website, I've been watching videos and listening to your Q&A and am totally in awe. Keep up the good work. I'm hoping to see you in February in Florida. Nice. Yeah, get down to the Pearson, Florida. Pearson is east of Orlando, right? East of Orlando? West of Orlando. That's more like central, I think. I think. No, it's east. It's is toward it? Yeah, it's towards the Lauderdale area. Oh. Yeah, it's towards the coast more. I'm pretty sure. If I recall. It's like an hour from Orlando. Yeah, I think it's an hour east of Orlando. Yeah, I think. Ashley, help me. Next. Pet Sodics. Hello, Happy New Year. I'm back again. Second time, LOL. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Interdine International Canine. Wishing you guys a happy, healthy, and safe 2020. Cheers. Here's to your success. Best always, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Lisa, do you repeat commands or use the caller after first command if they aren't obedient? Um, it all depends on how you train. The way we train the collar is with a continuous stim. Continuous stim, for, uh, is it? it's Pearson, Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Pearson is... Pearson is right... Yeah, it's right there. Where'd Pearson go? So it's north of Orlando. Orlando, it's actually north, yeah. Um, no. David Smith. I remember, yeah, we, we flew into the Orlando airport and headed north. Yep. David Smith, I was just amazed at what some trainers tell people when they can't fix the problem. I'm sure they're great with basic obedience. Sleep, love your dedication to those who need help. My inspiration. Um, thank you. No, to finish answering the question, so we do continuous stim, non-compliant stim, and then and then punishment. So the last thing I want anybody to be doing is just hitting a button for non-compliance on obedience. Next. And then David Smith, yes, usually dog trainers, like if I don't know something, I'll be the first one to say, I don't know. Um, ask, ask someone that specializes in that. Like grooming stuff, don't ask me. Housebreaking stuff, I'm not, that's not my, my gig. Um, 
sport dog stuff, you know, things like that. Advanced obedience, that's not what we do. Forced fetch, that's not what we do. Um, things like that. Next. Um, we only have two more, and it, it's almost nine. Okay, great. Perfect. So we'll stop at nine, yeah, because I'm, I'm ready to go. I know you are. Yeah. Nelza, at nine months, what should the dog know by this age, and what shouldn't I expect? Sorry for so many questions. It's okay. Um, this is the thing. I don't know because I don't know how long you've been training the dog. I don't know when you started training the dog. But a nine-month-old dog could be fully off-leash trained. The problem is at nine months old, they start giving you the finger because they're nine months old. They're reaching sexual maturity. So what you can start doing is is I, I'm not going to give you I'm not going to give you a list of things they know because then that can either that might make you feel like shit. You know what I mean? So. I'd like to think, though, that you've got basic control over your dog. But I don't know how long, long you've been working with your dog. I don't know how long you've owned the dog. I don't know how many hours a day or minutes a day you have to, to, to train. You know, so, I mean, but a nine-month-old dog can be fully trained. All depends on how long you've been doing it for. Next. Randy, hello, JJ. We have a two-year-old now, and yes, they're not for everyone. Please don't buy a Mal because you've seen them in the movies. Right, correct. That's the good point. That's sort of what I wanted to say. Yeah. Atmospheric, I'm not in a good mood, just enjoying the show. Haha. Ha. Is it okay to bonk my dog for breaking place? She breaks when a family member comes over, somebody opening the door, and when I leave, she knows place, and we did many reps. Well, when you leave, I wouldn't want to leave your dog in place because then there's nobody there to supervise your dog. So, but in the other situations, if your dog absolutely knows place, if you've done hundreds of commands, you could say no and bonk. Yes, you can. Next. Randy, you must train, train, and train. And yes, Jeff, you have helped us with our mail. Good. Gretchen said, sleep well. Good night, guys. Michelle said, thanks for all you do. Yes. Interdying canine, my pleasure. You guys are a breath of fresh air in what's an all too often dark and dank room. Yes. Get some rest. Yes. I, Dallas, said, thanks for doing another show. Yes, our pleasure. Lisa said, thank you so much. Rest and happy new year. I guess we are closing the show Troy off. Troy said, get some sleep. <laughs> okay. I, Dallas, said, I'll be more sympathetic. Chloe and Lucas said, go to sleep. You look exhausted. Okay. Thanks for all you do. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Cool. I guess we're done. We're done. We're done. One hour show after a three hour marathon last night and yeah. a long day today. My headache is just getting. Yes. Just like... All right. So let's, let's end the show. I think one hour is fair. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Madly in love with you. Thank you. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye.